This is the gift of midlife and perimenopause is that you are now more aware of and more open to dealing with things that have been bothering you for a long time that you're now no longer prepared to shove under the rug. And we all know that unresolved issues don't go away. They just get messier and messier. We're really primed for this opportunity to change. Welcome to What's Her Story, the podcast for ambitious women who are ready to use their story as a catalyst for change. I'm your host, Erica Akingway, best-selling author, content strategist, and author coach to high-achieving, globally-minded women. I started this podcast because honestly, I'm nosy. Every time I see a woman shining, living aligned and abundant in life and business, I wonder, ooh, what's her story? I know this, women who believe in themselves and their story are better equipped to help others transform. So if you're ready to connect over honest conversations and be inspired by other impact-driven women, you're in the right place. Sit back, relax, and welcome to the What's Her Story podcast. Welcome back to the What's Her Story podcast. I'm your host, Erica Akinbouye. And I am so excited to bring you another potent, amazing conversation in this wellness series. My goal for this wellness series is to really approach it in a holistic manner. Wellness is not just about working out or how we're eating or the exterior of what we think of health. Wellness really is mind, body, spirit, soul, purpose, our values, what makes us feel well all around. And so my guests are a reflection of that wellness. It's also a reflection of things that I myself am curious about or the conversations that I'm already having with friends, colleagues, aunties, you know, just women in my life how can we bring these conversations out of the one-on-one situations, like out of the dark and bring them into the light? My guest today is Bria Gad, and she is a personal trainer. She's a holistic health coach and integrative nutritionist, and she specializes in female hormones. Yes. (laughs) She is the founder of the Period Whisperer podcast, and the P4 formula helping women with weight release and energy gain in pre and post menopause, helping women find clarity in hormonal chaos. We are specifically talking about midlife. What does wellness look like in perimenopause? What is perimenopause? I'll be honest, I turned 40 this year and I was like, the what, what? Okay, what's going on? What's going on with my body? What are all these things that we do not talk about? We're very clear about what is puberty. Like we're talking to our kids about this. We understand pregnancy. This is a whole season of a woman's life. If you choose to have children that you navigate and there's so much information about it. There's so much support about it. We are told, yes, when we're pregnant, Things are going on inside and we need to give ourselves grace and rest and space. But then we come into this midlife and we experience so many of 
the same changes that are going on behind the scenes, but nobody's talking about it. I can't say nobody. My guests, Bria, I've known for years when we were in our early 30s and we had littles and health and fitness looked different at that time. And I'm so grateful for Bria. Her podcast, The Period Whisper, is just a wealth of information that normalizes what is going on in our lives as we go into 35 to 55. And if you're listening to this, you're most likely fall within that range. Okay. And so I wanted to bring on Bria to talk about what is this hormonal chaos? How do we find clarity? How do we get these answers? What's the truth about this phase of our life? And what does wellness get to look like for us? I love how she puts it. We do not have to wave the white aging flag. Our bodies are not falling apart. We just have to accept it. No, it's an opportunity for us to learn ourselves even better to connect with other women in the same phase and say, wow, it's not just me. It's not just things falling apart. No, it's an opportunity to join a conversation, to listen to the whispers of our body and step into our radiant era. Radiant era is just the way that I have phrased this midlife for me of like, what do I get to become in this time. It's an invitation to step into creating rituals that really nourish and support, not deplete. If you are in this phase and you're like, yes, I wanna step into my Radiant Era, check out the show notes, DM me on Instagram, the words Radiant Era, and I will hook you up with my program, Radiant Era. It is self-paced. It is accessible in a private podcast. A lot of the things that Bria and I talk about in our conversation are supported inside of Radiant Era. So I would love to invite you into this container. You also get a group coaching call. And so there is that group support, that community support. And so I would love to invite you into Radiant Era. But enough about that. Bria and I's conversation is so good. I'm honestly going to have to have her on again because as soon as we hit and record and our interview was over oh my gosh i had 10 more questions to ask I'm like oh wait 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 i need you back so if you have questions that come up through this i would love for you to dm me dm bria and tell us because i will have her back to talk more about all things midlife all things wellness in perimenopause. So without further ado, please enjoy this conversation with Bria Gad. Go check out her podcast as well, The Period Whisperer. I was on episode 99. So all the things, check out the show notes and sit back and relax and enjoy my conversation with Bria. Welcome to the What's Your Story podcast, Bria. Thank you, Erica. I'm so happy to be here. Oh, I've been looking forward to this so much in part because a, I've known you, I was looking at like eight years maybe, which oh, feels God. like a lifetime, like an adult yeah. friend person to know for that long. <laughs> and another reason is because I started this podcast because I am nosy. And so I have all the questions. I want to know all the things. And just, I know that my 
friends who are listening are going to benefit so much and finding some clarity around, as you say, hormonal chaos, like just the chaos, like let's find some clarity. So welcome. I'm super excited to have you. Thank you. Me too. I cannot believe it's been eight years. I always treasure our talks because you're such a light and you're so vibrant and somehow you're even more vibrant eight years later than you were eight years ago. So thank you for having me. I'm really excited. That means we're going in the right direction. We are. We are going, (laughs) navigating it all and bringing people along, which is so fun. So fun. So I've already introduced you and your bio to my people, but I'd love to have you in your own words introduce yourself. You have such a beautiful journey of how you've come here through health, you know, really serving people in their health and navigating your own seasons to continue to give a lot of value as you're figuring things out as well. Yeah, thank you so much. So yeah, my name is Bria Gad. I am a Canadian living in America. So I kind of get the benefits of both worlds, which is really great. I'm a mom of two. And, you know, I now I am an integrative nutritionist, a certified holistic health coach, a personal trainer, and I really specialize in female hormones and gut health. But I would say like that, that, that sort of title and this prospect or this idea of me being what I like to call the period whisperer now really is only about four years, five years old. I had started my career in my late 20s um, as an online fitness and nutrition coach. And which is sort of where we met in our world. And I, over a decade, I'd coached thousands of women, you know, on, you know, finding time for themselves, like making themselves a priority, obviously weight loss and weight release and energy gain. But around the age of 35, I started noticing in my clients, definitely a shift. A lot of the tools that we used, a lot of the processes that we use, you know, in this idea of move more, eat less concept for weight loss were no longer working. And not only were they not working, but I was seeing my clients feel more exhausted, more uh, frustrated, just struggling with, you know, actually weight gain. So going backwards, struggling with anxiety, depression, like things like that, that just seemed completely out of nowhere. And then, and it really, for me, as someone that was where I was making my living, of course, and how I kind of built the foundations of my own health, it was, it really took me aback. And I remember having almost to take a step back in my business because I was like, something's not right here. And then it all kind of hit really hard when I started experiencing those same things around the age of 37. You know, it started with, you know, real fatigue, real, you know, cravings in the afternoon, real exhaustion. And I kept thinking, okay, I just need to double down on my efforts, right? Like I'd wake up earlier, I'd push through harder workouts, you know, I'd you know, try all these different things like intermittent fasting and, and things just kept getting worse. I definitely gained a solid 10, 15 pounds, um, mostly in my belly area. I, my, my food and energy started sinking. I was like, there was this running joke with my kids that I would fall asleep always at like seven 30 on the couch. <laughs> like I just couldn't stay awake and my period became really dysregulated. And I think for me, beyond the moods, which were impacting me, the real kicker was that I stopped sleeping well. I started waking up with night sweats and sleep had always been like my superpower. And so it was around that time where I was like, something is not right. And in spite of the fact that I was a well-educated wellness professional, I did what none of us should ever do, which is start Googling these things. 
right? And and I was pretty sure I had something bigger going on. I was like, I must have cancer. I must have MS. Like something is not right. And I thought, okay, enough of the Googling and pretending I'm a doctor. I'm going to go and see my healthcare practitioner and try to understand this because all of this was really impacting me emotionally, both as a person and how I felt and in the relationships I had in my life, of course, but in my career, which had always been kind of a big part of my purpose in life. And I went to my doctor. She was amazing, did all the blood work, did all the things, asked all the questions. And in the end, she just said, well, Bria, you know, you're, you're the picture of health. And you'd think, Erica, you know, I hear this story a lot from other women too, but for me, you'd think that that would be a relief. And I'm not saying it wasn't a relief that I didn't have some unknown sickness, but it left me very much with this real, I guess like a sadness, a real fear, a real feeling of being completely out of control. If I was the picture of health and this was how I was feeling at 37, 38 years of age, I really had like a... A vulnerable thought that was like, I don't know that I can do the next 40 years if this is the best I'm going to feel. And, you know, these are these low points. And, and I think tied up in all of that, I know, I know I've heard from other women that they feel this too. I really felt this feeling of failure. Like, I'm just not good enough to do better. Or like, this is just how I have to accept it you know, wave the white aging flag and just settle in, you know, for the ride. But it was, I think that's, you know, we have these moments and they always say in every amazing movie, the hero has to be challenged somewhat in their own story. Right. And I think, dang it. (laughs) Yeah. You're like, okay. And so this became my challenge. It was like, okay, I'm not ready. Like I cannot like lay down and accept this. So that's what really had me go deep and deep and begin to really understand the female hormone cycle, understand women's bodies and how they're different from men's bodies, understand how the habits I've been creating maybe weren't working for me properly. And really in the process of getting my integrative nutrition certification, my holistic health coach, my hormone certification, in the process of all of these things and my own trial and error, I started to really unravel what I think so many women don't know. And that is what perimenopause is how it is different from menopause, because I think we, we know about menopause, but we're not always clear on what that is and how to begin to heal my body again and get back. And, and I guess the spoiler alert part of that is I, you know, released the weight. I now can definitely stay awake past 930. <laughs> I have more energy and purpose and joy than I've had in so many years. And I think it really has become, you know, my life's work to help share this information with other women in what's going on, help them understand the whispers of their own body. So they really start to pay attention and heal and thrive. And yeah, that's my story. I guess that's really how I got here to this day. And it's so relatable. I know most people are listening to this, but my head's been like naughty in the whole time. Like, okay. Yep. 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 I feel that. Over the last year since we met, it really has been that transition time. You know, I would say, I would even say to myself and out loud, my sweet spot when it came to health was between 32 and 36. I felt strong and lean and Mm -hmm. just energized. And I was happy to have little kids and feel confident in my body. Mm -hmm. And then... I just started feeling a shift, but it was so gradual that it almost was like I just woke up instead of when you're waking up and you're like 
going towards something like, okay, I'm going to do this or I'm, I have this goal or I already have these habits. I, I notice myself looking back. Like, mm-hmm. I just want to get my body back. I just want to go back to whatever I deemed as ideal, like that great year, great clothes I was wearing. Like, it just started shifting to a backwards look. Yeah. And the problem that I found was the things I was doing back then no longer served me. My body was literally getting so pissed off at me. Like, yeah. what are we doing? That What are we doing? We're 40 now. Like, yeah. This isn't working. We can't. So yeah, it's not working. I I do need a white flag just temporarily. So you just quit doing that. So I would love for you to talk a little bit about the, I'll say dangers or like the unhelpful things about looking back the, the things that we might have done in the past that no longer serve us. And our brain is conditioned. I know you mentioned like work out more, eat less. Mm -hmm. Some of those things like how can we catch yourself saying, okay, I know our brain thinks that's what we're supposed to do because it worked when we were be, we mean we need to shift. Yeah, for sure. I love that. I think in order to understand what those things are, we need to first understand what's going on. And I want to just say two things out to everyone who's listening. And that's like, the stats are that 73% of the 40 billion women going through perimenopause right now are suffering so much that it's impacting their lives in one way or another, whether you're just consumed by the discomfort of your own body or whether it's actually debilitating you from having energy and they're not getting the help they need, likely because of, you know, it's a bit of a taboo topic. So I love that we get to talk about it today. And I think just a lack of understanding. So I'll first just clarify, like menopause itself is something that obviously all women will achieve one day. And it is literally the day that is 365 days after our last period typically happening somewhere in a woman's 50s, but is one day. And everything after that one day is post-menopause. But everything leading up to that, starting around the age of 35, is what we call perimenopause or premenopause or the menopause transition. And that is really like our reverse puberty. It's when we are going from being reproductively able to being no longer fertile or reproductively able. And what's really happening in the body is that kind of a passing of the torch. Right now, through our reproductive years, our ovaries run these hormones, our reproductive hormones. And that is coming to an end. So they're passing that torch, that job over to our adrenals. So our adrenals are now slowly taking on this role. And that's really important because our adrenals manage our metabolism. They manage our stress. They manage so many things going on in the body. And I look at it like, if you're working at a job, and one of your colleagues is leaving, and now you have to take on their stuff mm. and keep your own stuff. That's a lot. And, and we can get very overwhelmed really quickly and things slip through the cracks and we don't handle it. So depending on the stage of your adrenals at the time of this transition will really determine when your symptoms begin, how severe those symptoms are. So the path is really always going to be about nourishing these adrenals so that it's an easier, smoother transition for this torch to be passed, first and foremost. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Or yeah, that, it, I, I'm taking notes. Yes. Good. The other two things that I think are important that for women that I didn't understand, that women need to understand is, you know, for me, when I heard about menopause or hormones or, you know, first of all, this shift is as significant as puberty and pregnancy and postpartum. 
It's that big. And yet we all know when we have teenagers going through puberty, they need more sleep. They need better food, like the right nutrition. They need space and compassion for the shifting of what's happening. We know this about, you know, pregnant women and postpartum women. We we say sleep more, take your vitamins, like get those micronutrients in because so much is happening inside of you that it's a greater workload on the body. The same thing is happening for us after 35. But no, that hasn't become, I think, general knowledge yet. So the compassion for us is not there. And I think that's our opportunity right now is to become really aware of that and start to nurture and nourish women going through this time the same way we would have through pregnancy, the same way we do for for puberty for our kids, which I think is important because when we start to understand the impact of what's happening, I always remember this from being in my first trimester, like your dog tired. And everyone's yes. like, like your body is running a marathon every single day because so much is happening inside of you. Same thing. We now have this whole other workload happening inside of us as the body works to, you know, make this change and establish homeostasis in the body. So our energy supply and demand is much different than it was just a few years earlier or just a mm-hmm. year earlier sometime. So I think that's where a lot of this struggle around the doing more and eating less comes in because perimenopause, the shifting of our hormones, we often think estrogen, right? Like, oh, estrogen is, you know, I'm sure is is that the hormone that you think when you think of women? Yeah. And it's like that most talked about one, one, two. Yeah. And yet perimenopause and the struggles that come with it are really, especially in these early phases of like 35 to like 48, is really more about not having enough progesterone. And estrogen and progesterone are symbiotic. And so when there's not enough of one, there's too much of another. And because we now have this added workload that puts the stress on the body, any other stress that comes in, that hormone cortisol actually suppresses progesterone by fighting for the same receptors. So then we end up with this imbalance of not enough progesterone, too much estrogen. And too much estrogen is very like side effects are very common, like belly fats, lack of energy, unexplained weight gain, night sweats, hot flashes, you know, all the things. Skin all struggle. the fun stuff. <laughs> yeah. PMS, like everything that, you know, we know is really heavy, heavy periods, really uncomfortable periods, irregular periods. That's really what happens when we have this excess of estrogen. And so I try to keep this really simple for people to understand. But ultimately, if we know this, the goal is How do we nourish those adrenals and remove out the cortisol as best as we can so the body can actually sort of rebalance and go through this transition much more gently as opposed to like a tsunami style? And we really do this, I think, by um, listening to the whispers of our body and actually, you know, responding to them. Women have a tough habit of not listening to what is going on. We're tired. And instead of taking a break or asking for help, we pound some caffeine, which spikes our cortisol, making it worse. We feel bloated or yucky. And what our body really needs is the right nutrients and some rest. And we're like, no, I need to have a hard workout. I'm going to push through it. And yet every workout that we do by nature adds cortisol and inflammation to the body. And whenever there's stress or cortisol coming into the body, the body cannot shift into fat burning. It automatically suppresses our metabolism and amps up our fat storage to prepare for this stress and really just kind of has to put these other things on the back burner because the stress and inflammation is so important. So it can't deal with the rebalancing of our hormones because it kind of has this red alert coming at all times. So all that to say, you know, again, these old mindsets that we have around eat less, move more 
we have to be really careful about how we're eating less, what we're eating less of, and how we're moving more. Because those two things alone, I know for me, were jacking up my cortisol further. And then I, I didn't have the energy to manage it. I was, again, unable to balance and things just get worse fast. And that's the real mind mess, I think, for women. We think we're doing the things and we're not doing the things. And then we get burnt out and we start to really struggle, I think, with that shame of failure. Like, oh, it's never going to happen for me. Oh, I'm not doing it. I'm not working hard enough. I'm not doing enough. Does that make yeah. sense? Absolutely. Just as you're saying this, I'm reminded of two neighbors I have. One lives behind mm-hmm. me and one lives a, a couple of blocks over. One's 42 and the other yeah. one was just about to turn 50. And last year, I would see them like we were all kind of walking at different times. We'd cross paths and, yeah. you know, it was a nice connection point. And yeah. I remember not walking for a while or, or not seeing them for a while. And when I met up with them again, one had released 35 pounds and one had released 25 pounds. And I was like, hold on, what are you all doing? They're yeah. Like we individually, they don't even, I don't know even know if they know each other. They're like, Nothing was working. And so I just committed to walking every morning. I would drop off my kids. And instead of walking straight home, I would do a loop. We have this big trail. And it it was like four to six months that they were walking. And first thing was in my mind, that's amazing. That's great. I'm so happy for you. And the next thing is like, that's not doing enough. I I dismissed how simple it was for me to just commit to walking every day because my mind was like, you're going to walk every day. That's too easy. Yeah. Um, instead of understand that connection between cortisol and yeah, the nourishment of fresh air and just walking. Mm-hmm. And I love listening to something and all around it's so much more beneficial than a workout that leaves me depleted. Yeah. And and so that was where my mind was going when you were talking about um, yeah. going back to simple things that nourish and replenish yeah. instead of deplete. Yes. Yeah. So, so important. It is so important. And I love that you brought that up because that's the real, I think that is the real challenge for so many of us. We're like, this isn't going to work. This isn't going to work. This isn't going to work. And although we already know that mindset plays such a significant role, So it matters here for sure in all aspects of life. But when you really scale back to thinking about what a body needs and, and, you know, fitness is my hobby. It's something that I love. It does bring me a lot of joy and pleasure. However, what I think a lot of us forget is that before you can build muscle, before you can get abs or, you know, we really have to have these solid foundations of health in place, just like we do the way we feed and nurture our kids the way we feed and nurture our pets, always in a routine with like proper amount of sleep, proper meals, you know, proper movement, proper like joy and challenge and things. Like we often skip over this piece and try to do something we're not ready for. And this is why we can see some people, you know, we see both before and after journeys or you hear about people's success stories in like fitness programs. They can look very different because of the foundation they're starting with. Right. And when you're in our age box, we have to have a solid foundation of health before we can actually expect to like run that marathon. Like we need to know how to, you know, walk and run a 5K before we're ever going to get to that marathon. Otherwise, we're going to get injured. We're going to make it worse. 
So just some real simple things around that, I think, are before you try to take on anything, like, am I sleeping enough, right? The body in general needs seven to nine hours of sleep. Women need 20 minutes more than men always. And then during puberty, during pregnancy, during perimenopause, we actually need more. And so really relishing in that excess of sleep. And if you are not protecting that kind of a sleep window, you cannot recover from a workout. So you're wasting your time and you're robbing yourself of energy. You cannot reduce the cortisol that is naturally coming at us through just life, right? We have life stuff that we always have to deal with and the body needs to be able to process. And our organs specifically, which take on a lot of the brunt of this stuff, they can't do their kind of self-cleaning at night. That's when our organs clean and kind of make sure all is well to take on the next day. So it's a real waste of time and energy if you are, you know, working out and not sleeping properly. Likewise with nutrition, if you're feeling bloated, I mean, bloating is such a natural response of our body that it's inflamed and something you're eating isn't working. So if you're bloated and struggling with bloat and working out, I mean, same thing. Like you're just sucking the life out of your energies. The body will always do what it can to accomplish what the mind wants. But what the body needs is time to crush out this inflammation because until that inflammation is gone, we can't heal and we can't shift into fat burning. So all of these things start to perpetuate and get worse. And things like fitness, I always remind people, because this is where a lot of us get stuck. It's like fitness requires not only sleep, but a certain quality of nutrition in order for you to get results. Otherwise, again, you're robbing your body's stores of what its basic needs are. And it's just going to go backwards. Like this is the stage in our life where our body's like, all right, I've headed up to here with your shenanigans. I'm not doing it anymore, you know? Yes. Yes. Oh, this all, it all makes sense. I love that. Just framing it in the puberty and pregnancy yeah, and seeing them together because like my son's turning 13 very, oh very God. soon. And this is what we're talking about. Like you need yeah. to get sleep so you avoid injury. You need to eat better. You know, like yeah. he's training a lot, but it's all this balance and it's not worth yeah sacrificing sleep or your adrenals and so yeah. I think my mind is connecting the dots of like oh this is just as important of a phase yeah. as the other ones and yeah um, that in itself is a great shift like a permission slip of some sort yeah. like, okay yeah, get back to the and nail the basics, right? It's like if you don't go to kindergarten, if you don't send your child to kindergarten or first grade, and then you just ship them right off into middle school, I mean, they're going to struggle. It's yeah. going to be hard. It's going to come with a lot of like, that's what we're asking of our bodies right now. You know, here we are. We're going through this shift. We're not sleeping well because of the hormones. And we're asking ourselves to like deal with a 42 page long to do list every <laughs> single day and push through a hard workout and have no self-compassion for what our body's actually going through. And I think as a mother, it's helpful for anyone else who's a mother out there, whether you're a dog, an animal mom or, or a human mom, to be like, how would I treat my child going through this kind of distress, going through this mm -hmm. kind of transition? And it really is with much more compassion and understanding and bringing it back to the basics. Mm -hmm. You know, eating, sleeping, proper activity that everybody needs every single day, and like fulfillment, joy. Mm -hmm. I love these first steps for finding clarity in the hormonal chaos, yeah. you know, acknowledging it. The other term I had never heard 
before with perimenopause until now is imposter syndrome because we almost feel like imposters in our own bodies at some mm-hmm. point where we're like this is not me like who is this chick and why is she taking over so yeah getting to find clarity in this time and your podcast is so incredible so many valuable mindset shifts and I love that you're very action oriented also. So you're not just like, now, you know, good luck. Peace be with you. See you back in a decade. Um, <laughs> but just being able to give those confident action steps is how I call them. It's like the, the first little steps. Thank you. Yeah. I think, you know, like the other piece of the puzzle here that was a real aha moment for me, it was something, definitely something I struggled with that I, I think becomes one of those more intangible things for women is that this hormone shift really also impacts our brain. Mm-hmm. So specifically our hippocampus and our amygdala, which are our like memory encoders and uh, retrievers in the body and the brain they are really impacted by this lack of progesterone or this overall shifting of these hormones. And the tough side in that is that it it really opens us up to start feeling things about unresolved experiences, unresolved emotions. You know, it really makes us less tolerant without those hormones consistently dripping. It makes us less tolerant to what the way things are. I think the world has taught us to look at it like, oh, it's your hormones. You're just being moody. But I really disagree. I think this is a whisper from our body to give us the opportunity to start following kind of those bouncing balls back from these triggers and really uncover what is bothering us. Like this is the gift of midlife and perimenopause is that you are now more aware of and more open to dealing with things like that have been bothering you for a long time that you're now no longer prepared to to shove under the rug. And we all know that unresolved issues don't go away. They just get messier and messier. So it's, we're really primed for this opportunity to change. And when we do the work to, you know, solidify our health foundations and make sure we have like solid health in our body, we actually now have the space to handle the things in our life that we weren't handling and move through. And as a result, feel better than we ever have in our lives, feel stronger, feel more creative, feel more purposeful, make a bigger impact if that's what we want, whether that's out actually doing something or whether that's just being deeply present in the relationships that you have. I don't want to leave anyone with this real doom and gloom. Yes, it's uncomfortable for sure. Don't get me wrong. It was a really challenging time for me too. But but when you decide to finally do the work, what we realize is that you can no longer numb the rough edges of your life with these hormones. So as long as you stop numbing the rough edges with your life, with your habits that aren't serving you, then you can actually feel so uncomfortable and that it's time for you to change. And then with that change, you get to go from being the caterpillar to the butterfly. You get to really step into who you are. And this is why we see women thrive so significantly at this stage in life. Sometimes we see massive women in business and like I was just reading the other day how Vera Wang didn't start her wedding dress business. And we all know Vera Wang didn't start until yeah. she was almost 50 or in her 50. So, and there's countless examples of women who began to thrive because they decided to lean in here. It's a real Cheryl Sandberg moment. Let's lean into what's happening in our body instead of denying it or pretending it's not here or numbing it. 
Clap, clap, clap. Yes. 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 I love that we can be on that brink of change and use that lack of tolerance Mm -hmm. as a catalyst for change as that link. All right, let's jump in because we do have decades left. Like it is called midlife because we still have half. You know, we still have so much in front of us. And so, um, and it can be an epic half. Yeah. Yes. Who do we want to become? Who do we want to step into being? I, when I turned 40, I decided midlife is my radiant era. And just you are radiant. Uh, thank you. Like just framing things in what feels radiant, what makes me radiant from the inside out. Well, I know that when I drink lots of water, my skin glows. So add that to my radiant rituals. You know, what makes my mind radiant? Okay. I know that spending time in engaging conversations Mm -hmm. and um, which is part of the podcast is like part of my radiant ritual. And so framing it in those ways, walking outside, it's not the goal of an end result. Although like Part of my mind is like, well, if my neighbors did it, like walking's good, but it's it's that radiant time for my mental health of yes. fresh air, away from the kids, outside the house, you know. So yeah. framing this midlife is like, bring it on. This is going to be amazing. Yeah. And it just brings a much better light and feeling to it. And so now I get to get curious. I'm like, oh. Yes. What was working before is no longer working. Mm-hmm. What would feel more radiant? What can I do to change my radiant rituals? And so I love on. that. Uh, I think that's amazing. And I think the first step is really always like, you know, if, if you look at our bodies, this, this, I love metaphors, and this one really makes me think of what's going on. If you're struggling with all of these things, right, in your body, all of these symptoms that we talked about, before we can begin to even create space for something like radiance or for, you know, next level fitness or next level goals that we have the opportunity for, kind of like when you have a tantruming child, like our body's having a tantrum right now. So we really need to calm the tantrum so that we can actually get to the root of the issue. And until we do that, if we don't actually take the time to calm and what that really looks like is you know, reduce the inflammation and the stress heading into the body and make sure these kind of four key health pillars are rock solid, then we're never going to be able to create that space to dig into what is going to make us radiant, you know, what is going to make us more fulfilled in life. And it's such a key part of life. We see this in all the blue zones of the world. The blue zones are the places where people live the longest and most fulfilled lives. And it's not because they have a perfect, quote unquote, like diet. You know, most of these places, people are enjoying rich foods and real foods, but rich foods and their and red wine. And but they, they have this deep connection with self, with purpose, with fulfillment, with others. And that so that depth of like we call it primary food in holistic health, that that depth of your deeper purpose and connection to things in life plays such a big role. And yet. In, in happiness and joy and fulfillment and radiance. And if we don't calm this chaos that is keeping us stuck and confused and overwhelmed in life, 
then we don't get to get to that part. And that's like the juicy part. That's like, yeah. the death, you know? Yes. Like really Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Yes. That, that bottom one is so key to getting to the self-actualization of the top of like the fun stuff. Yeah. Do we have the stability of the bottom? Yes. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So good. Um, I know that you continue to help women identify those. I think you call them like the four. Yeah. Pillars. People formulas. But I, yeah. Yes. All the four pillars. Yeah. And so I know that anyone listening that's like, okay, I'm ready for a change or to understand a little bit more, they can find you there. And I'll, I'll link you everywhere as well. So I love this conversation. I love, and I know I could just keep going on and yes. on and on because I always have more questions and you have so much value. I would love to wrap up our conversation yeah. with two questions. I always ask. Okay. So the first one is what's been an impactful book that's helped you in your journey to where you are today? Oh, you know what? I'm going to have to give you two. Is that allowed? That's no, allowed. I, all the books. <laughs> okay. So one of the first books that helped me understand more about just like our periods and what actually happens in women's bodies is what's called In the Flow by Alyssa Vitti. Okay. Is it in? Yeah. Such a good. Yeah. In the Flow by Alyssa Vitti. And then the second one that really helped me understand the mind, I think, like getting through the mind stuff was called A Radical Awakening by mm-hmm. Dr. Shafali Thabari. Mm-hmm. Dr. Shafali, she goes by. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those two books really, I mean, I, you know, there's loads of books. I love the stuff, but those two really lit something in me when I listened to them. They really like deepened something for sure. So those I would absolutely recommend if you are, if you're someone like us who is interested in reading more, you know, and just being exposed to more things like that, those are great. Excellent. I will link them in the show notes. Some of these books I love reading, but I love sent them um, walking a lot or outdoors. Getting so many audibles are available too. So yeah, I will be checking those out. Thank you for sharing. The second question, which is right up your alley, is what confident action step would you like to leave with our podcast family today? Okay, this is really, really good. So I think that one of the first pieces, like my goal in all of this is really to simplify and take the confusion and overwhelm out of understanding your body and getting yourself to the point of feeling optimized as fast as possible. So I think twofold. One, do not forget to do a body scan every single day. Like if you just take the time to check in with yourself and really ask yourself, how does my body feel? Not how does my head think my body feels? So this is often where we go, you know, it's like, how do, how do I, how does my body feel? Oh, it feels mad at me. I'm like, no, 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 no. Is it bloated? <laughs> you know, is it tired? Is it tense? Is it tight? Like, how does the body feel because in there is where our answers start to lie because if we stay up in our head then usually our answers the brain is super efficient so if the body is feeling sluggish and tired the brain's going to be like oh we need sugar it's a quick thing that's where our cravings really come from right or it's or we need caffeine you know that's where our energy starts to come from 
if the body's feeling frazzled, the brain might be like, oh, remember that glass of wine? That helped us real fast, you know? Mm-hmm. But what the body needs are the basic things. Sometimes we just need a hug. Sometimes we need to make different nutrition choices. Sometimes we need to rupture to like really release the pent up, you know, aggression and the thing. So just do that scan and get out of your head and into your body because she really does have the answers there for you. And yes, I would say if you're stuck or you're confused, um, I'm going to send Eric. I have a quiz. It's a free quiz. You can take it. will help give you a little bit of insight as to whether it is your hormones that are impacting how you're feeling and keeping you stuck here. And you can just take that and I'll be able to share some simple action steps to help you understand what's going on so that you don't have to be so overwhelmed because that's a lot of the problems for us. But ask okay. your body how she feels. Yeah. Oh, that's such a great one. And I will link the quiz in there. Everyone loves a good quiz and this will yeah. be so enlightening as well. So thank you. Thank well, you, Erica. Yes, Bria, where can the people find you? Where can they connect yes. with you? Um, definitely come and check out the Period Whisperer podcast wherever you get your podcast episodes. I had the amazing Erica on my podcast recently, so you can catch that mm-hmm. episode if you haven't already. Um, iTunes, Spotify, anywhere really. Um, and and you know, you can always come DM me on Instagram at Bria underscore the period underscore whisperer or my website, Bria the period whisperer.com. Come hang out, reach out. I like to talk to you, I like to communicate with you because this really has become what brings me so much joy in life. Mm, excellent. Yeah, Bria and I would love to hear your biggest takeaway. So tag us on Instagram. That's where I connect with you a lot as well. So Tag us and come share your story with us. Thank you so much, Bria, for sharing your story, for this amazing conversation. It was so valuable. Thank you. I love what you do. I love that you give space for people to, to share their story. My pleasure. And thank you, friend, for tuning in to What's Your Story. I hope that you will really take this time today to listen to your body, to listen to its whispers and to just tune in to this beautiful season that you're in with curiosity and just navigating it with a lot of grace and compassion. Until next time, see you later. Thanks for listening to What's Her Story. I love spending time with you. Now, I'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and leave a review because I love hearing from you. And if you found value in this episode, share it with a friend. And then come hang out with me on Instagram at Erica Akingboye. Be sure to check out the show notes. I've included all important notes and links, including how you can get the latest free download that is exactly how to use your story to create social change. I'll be back here next week and hope you will be too. See you there, friend.